0: I need to be an expert regarding the country of Haiti, but what I can tell you is that from 1996 until the year 2000 there was a vocational call on my life as a missionary pilot to fly and service aircraft in support of over 400 to 500 missionary families that lived in Haiti and the Dominican Republic. So for four years of my life I was part of a small team of people that maintained a fleet of four. So I know a bit about the country, I'm not moved in the language, but I have the privilege of spending many, many hours and years of my life serving that nation, and again, it was in response to a call of God on my life occasionally. and if God had not given me a further call to not do what I'm doing today, I would have considered it a privilege. The opportunity to recognize that that country has some problems. I've spent a lot of time experiencing that as well. I've also had the privilege of spending many is that there is a spiritual problem in Haiti, and that the country is wrapped up in a form of religious worship, which is called animism. And the best way to understand animism is that it's magical. They worship magical practices. Through the manipulation of loa, which is what they would call spirits, who live in trees and rocks Feathers, rocks, shells, candles, incantations, prayers, meditations that are recited in special places, specifically in holes in the ground that are about 15 feet deep that I've had the opportunity to climb down in and explore for myself what it looks like when someone is wrapped up in magical practices. The manipulation of physical and inanimate objects in the hopes that a loa, Some Christian missionaries and Haitian pastors will tell you that the biggest problem in Haiti is not political. The biggest problem in Haiti is animism, this active practice of magic. The reason I mentioned it this morning is that when we're talking about prayer to our Heavenly Father, asking the power of the Holy Spirit to move amongst His church in the name of Jesus Christ, there is a magical aspect that is easy to get wrapped up around. this idea right here. And the idea is, when Jesus said about six different times in the New Testament, we're going to be looking at one passage, where he says, if you ask for anything in my name, I will do it. It sounds magical. It sounds like an incantation. It sounds like there's something about the words in Jesus' name, or praying in Jesus' name, that like the practice of animism, we are now manipulating. right order at the right time in the right place. And it's a very, it can be a very confusing practice when it comes to prayer because it leads to one of two things. We feel that if we use the magical words in Jesus' name, therefore, according to the Bible's promise, which we're going to read here in a second, we could get whatever it is we just asked for, because that's what the text says. And on the other hand, it can lead to a place where we stop praying because we've been praying in Jesus' name and an the magic didn't work. We didn't arrange the chicken bones just right. And so we feel that there's no power in Jesus' name. So we're going to take a look this morning. What does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? Why should we do it? How do we do it? And what is actually going on when we pray in Jesus' name? It's not magical. And we're going to jump into the text and find out the power that lies behind asking God to do things in the name of his son, Jesus. If you have your Bible... Preparing to go to the cross. is Monday, Thursday night. In the context right here, it's Passover night, it's Thursday night, and Jesus is having a dinner. Thank okay. morning. Why? What is the big deal about praying in the name of Jesus? John chapter 14, beginning in verse 12, the word of Jesus. I assure you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. The specific context of that brought glory to his Heavenly Father. And then he says in this passage here, which we're studying this morning, I assure you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. So he just got on saying, I'm doing certain works. Because this is what I see God doing, and I know it's what God wants to accomplish on the planet. And I'm telling you that those who believe in me are going to do the same work." We know that he made disciples. We know that he performed miracles. We also know that he was known for world-changing teaching. And all of these things, of course, were derived from his Heavenly Father's will, which he discovered through prayer. And so we understand this morning that the reason Jesus did the works that God wanted him to do, make disciples perform miracles and teach, is because Jesus had been talking to us. He was empowered. I assure you. And so the fact that the church is going to do greater works than these is referring to the fact that Jesus works through his church. And we have the privilege and the responsibility and the honor. other ones who born in the country that cannot afford that they both deserve the same. And so, for a period, Jesus never did a miracle needed. Jesus never had that power. Jesus never did anything for me. That's the work of the church. The greater works that Jesus has promised that the church is going to do, derived by prayer, is the very fact that we have the privilege to work in the geography where he has blessed us heavenly Father, in the power of Jesus' name, through the Holy Spirit, that derived from prayer. Yes, folks, That means we should be making disciples in Jewish city, in Brisbane, in every place that the Lord privileges us to have influence. We should be praying for miracles and expecting miracles, miracles of healing. But now that I've shared the context with you, what is it? Pray in Jesus' name is not magical. In Jesus' name, I want a hot cup of coffee with two creams nothing to do with demonic but it's a reminder that what we are praying about is accomplishing the work of the Father because of Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit. Aircraft have a, a particular problem in that they're these self-contained objects, which we all understand are so powerful. And, and if you ever forget that an aircraft is powerful, it's flying under its own power. And so we know that aircraft are Go! Thank you. is a laser. Same thing with thousands of volts of electricity. One thing goes wrong, once switch malfunctions, you now have two people sitting in a small room with the entire power of the ship right in the cockpit. One thing goes wrong, they're toast. The whole thing literally blows up. This morning and then come with the team. The best application I can think of is as moms and dads and husbands and fathers and as men and women of faith, maybe we should consider praying about ministry and use the same. And then watch what happens. Some of us might not know what our ministry is. You want to join a ministry team, by the way, you really definitely do. Because on Saturdays, for the rest of the month, all up to my house and I'm making smoked fish, smoked pork, smoked beef ribs, smoked steak. If you don't like smoked food, then don't join a ministry team. I what you probably to find another church. But if that's your jam, I have good news for you. Join a ministry team. You'll meet with your leader. They'll invite you up to my house and we're going to eat and you're going to talk about ministry for here and you're going to pray together mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. What a great way. ask the Lord to reveal to you, what are your spiritual gifts and do for ministry? Uh, maybe you should ask the Lord, how can we you use your personality and your likes and your dislikes to serve your local church? Uh, for some of us, maybe we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're flying an airplane and we push the button and we, we've never made a connection. There are Be reminded about the power that is available for works of the ministry, that we have to turn from sin, we have to turn from evil, but while we're in that of the life walks God, teach us and relinquish control. If we trust you,